It's a Wednesday. It's snowing outside, so be safe, everybody, wherever you may be, listening to our podcast on scoopswithdannymac.com. In just a moment, I'll visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. We're brought to you by Rottler Pest Control. And again, right now, they are hiring. You're looking for a job. Now through the end of February, they're offering a $1,000 signing bonus, $1,000 referral bonus. They will match 401k, medical, dental, life, and disability plans. Spring, if you need help, Treatments are recommended because spring is right around the corner. You wouldn't know that today. They're recommended to start in early, mid-February, and the experts at Rottler stay ahead of the pest before they arrive. The number to call, 877-ROTTLER, 877-ROTTLER, and make sure that you take advantage of what they can do. Pest solutions, bird control, wildlife solutions, rodent solutions. We thank their uh, support. Thank them for their support, Rottler Pest Control. Also, Stratum Structural Systems. If you have an issue with a basement, call Matt Ford at Stratum Structural Systems, and you can find out more with the good folks at Stratum. You can visit them online. They're going to take care of you. We were just at one of the basements that they were working on the other day. had a cracked basement. StratumRepair.com, and their website will lead you through anything that you have with an issue in your basement easily answered questions, but they can help you out. Ask for Matt Ford and again, stratumrepair.com. Let's bring in Brian Walton as we always do on our Wednesdays. It's uh, snowing here in St. Louis, Brian. So, uh, hey, you, you better have the shovel or some type of device to get the uh, the driveway ready. But I know where you're from and where you live and how you do it. Uh, this is no big deal for you, is it? Well, I wish I was in Jupiter, Florida now thinking about baseball, but, uh, you know, those of us from the Midwest, uh, you know, know what uh, winter's like and you have to be ready. Have to be ready. So it's always a good time to talk baseball. Let's do that. I, I wanted to get into a few things of interest that will happen on the field to start here. And uh, Keith Law of The Athletic, who does a really good job covering the minor leagues, as you do at thecardinalnation.com, came up with his top 100 prospects uh, in the game. Four Cardinals made that list. At number 17 was Nolan Gorman. So I'll start with the highest and then go to the bottom. And he, he mentioned the strikeout rate. It's really dropped 32% to 22% in that strikeout rate from one year to the next. But he also said projections could be a 35 to a 40 home run hitter. Um, obviously, he's going to be fine defensively at third or second, probably not win a glove, but serviceable. You think 35 to 40 home runs, is is that uh, reaching too high, or do you think that's realistic when we talk about Nolan Gorman? Well, I think when you talk about players, Dan, you talk about prospects, you always talk about ceiling. And ceiling, it means the best possible situation if everything goes right. The player's healthy, he continues to progress, you know, et cetera. And so, yeah, I think that's a reasonable ceiling for Nolan Gorman. Do I think Nolan Gorman's going to do that right out of the shoot? Probably not, but – you know, he has shown the power that one wants to see. He's handled that tr- um, transition to second base. As you said, he's worked on the area that was most important, which is strikeouts. And ultimately, uh, Keith Law, uh, who's the prospect rater we're talking about, um, moved Gorman from 57 on his ranking a year ago to 17 this year. So that's a 40 uh, prospect jump. And that shows you, you know, his optimistic level about Nolan Gorman. The, the other thing I would just mention briefly is that on all of the other national rankings that have come out so far, Baseball Q, HQ, uh, Baseball America, Baseball Prospectus, they've all had Jordan Walker ahead of Nolan Gorman. Keith Law is different in that he sees Gorman uh, as a better prospect right now. 
And I have to agree with Keith Law, frankly, because we've talked about Nolan Gorman will be in Major League Camp. He'll be a guy who will get considerable at-bats, considerable opportunity to show that he's ready to make the Major Leagues. And if he doesn't come out of spring camp on the Major League roster, it won't be too many weeks or months until we do see him in St. Louis. You mentioned Jordan Walker. He had him at number 30. He's 6'5", 220 pounds, so he's playing third base right now. I, you know, if you if you have Nolan Arenado in the fold for a while, and the Cardinals are hoping that'll be the case, you got to thank the outfield because he runs well. But he is he more of a gap guy where you're going to look at forty to forty five doubles, you're going to see a lot of home runs, or is it just too early to tell right now with Jordan Walker? I don't, I hate to get you know crazy about a prospect, but Jordan Walker has showed power, he showed speed, he showed discipline. Now, we're talking about an A-ball, but it was also his first year as a professional. And so we haven't seen Jordan Walker play a game at double-A. We haven't seen him play a game at triple-A. But if he progresses like he did in 2021, he could be a future all-star, a future, you know, maybe game-changer for St. Louis. Now, I see a lot of ifs there. Guys only played one season, still a teenager, right? All that's true. But right now, Jordan Walker is the most exciting a rising prospect in the system. And there has been talk around the game. I don't know that Law wrote that, but others have said they wouldn't be surprised to see Jordan Walker as a top 10 prospect in baseball this time next year. Which would be something. Do you think he starts this year at double A, Brian, or do you think they maybe start him out at high A and then move him? Well, that's a good question. The Cardinals have done both in the, in the past. They haven't not, they've never shown a resistance to, challenge players in season I think the other thing that we you know that we want to look at is when are they going to start a defensive transition for Walker if they do that um, now in Gorman's case you know they waited till he got to triple a you know maybe they can wait a while longer on Walker but one thing that might slow him down a little bit is if they want to you know start that transition to outfield or first base or where other positions that he might pick up because I don't think there's any doubt at this point that Jordan Walker is going to be in St. Louis it won't be in 2022 but it could be in 2023, certainly by 2024. So, you know, at some point in time, they've got to start to diverse him defensively and get him enough reps so that wherever they decide they want to play him, he'll be ready to go. Matthew Libertor, number 36. We've talked a lot about the lefties. So he throws downhill. He's 92 to 95 with the fastball. Lefties only hit 244 against him. I guess if he had a knock against him was the 17 home runs that he allowed to righties. So that probably tells you that secondary pitches, not necessarily the curveball, but maybe the changeup still needs to be refined a bit. And I think you also have to look at, at Matthew Libertor's season uh, and, and parse it down into uh, uh, months because he was challenged from class A ball, jumping over two levels in the 2020 season that wasn't played to starting in triple a. And he took his lumps early on in the triple a season last year. But by the end of the year, uh, Libertor was, you know, pitching very, very strongly pitching deeply into games, giving six, seven innings uh, every time out. And he moved up in Keith Law's ranking from 50 last year to 36. So just to recap, we've got three Cardinals in Keith Law's top 36 prospects in baseball, which is a, uh, a better showing for the Cardinals than in any of the other national Raiders that have come out so far. And the other thing about Libertor too, only 235 innings of professional baseball. And I, I think we forget about missing a COVID season, even though he was part of the satellite camp, but missing a full minor league season and only 235 innings of minor league baseball, of professional baseball, that's significant. And you have to keep that in mind when trying to figure out 
about where he projects and when he might make that major league debut. That's right, Dan. And the other side of the workload uh, number that you threw out there was that most of that workload was in 2021. Specifically, Libertor led the entire Cardinal systems in innings pitched this last season. You know, uh, and so, you know, some of us would love to have seen him, say, in the Arizona Fall League, but the fact is he had already led the system in innings pitched with Memphis last year. So, you know, he showed that he can handle that workload. And while his total workload as a professional is relatively low, you know, he's now had a full year of experience at AAA. And so, again, you know, he may not make the team uh, out of camp. Uh, if he did, he'd probably have to be a long man unless there's a problem with the starters. But, you know, he's a guy that's going to compete with the Oviedo's and, and Woodford's and others to be that next starter to come up when St. Louis needs one. Again, I'll, I'll make the point. The, these guys just haven't had a lot of time because of the missed COVID season. That includes Yvonne Herrera. So he had 18 games at high A in 2019. You miss 2020 in terms of a season, but then last year, 99 games, 17 home runs. So where does he start this year, and, and what do you think the trajectory is for Avon Herrera and some of the, the positives with him? Well, the Cardinals um, made the decision to move Herrera up to AAA at the end of the season, give him a little taste of what he'll probably see in uh, 2022. Uh, it would appear to me that what will probably happen is that the Cardinals will go with uh, veteran Ali Sanchez, who's on the 40-man roster. We saw him play a little bit for St. Louis to fill in. He'll sort of be the veteran catcher, and I would expect Herrera to be the, you know, the young catcher seeing a majority of the time at AAA this season. And, you know, he is the heir apparent to Molina now, you know, nothing against Andrew Kisner, but, uh, you know, Herrera's a nationally ranked prospect, as we saw here with Keith Law. Keith Law actually moved Herrera down seven spots year to year, but frankly, the difference between 68 and 75 is, you know, is, is sure. not meaningful. Uh, Herrera's at the point now where he needs to get that year in at AAA, show that he can not only hit at that level, but continue to progress with his defense. So, you know, who knows what Yadier Molina is going to do for 2023, but Yvonne Herrera is very well positioned to compete for that job when Yadier Molina finally decides to hang it up. So we're a couple of weeks away from what would be the start of spring training, but uh, the minor leaguers, if you're not on the 40-man roster, you will have a spring training. So uh, for fans that are curious about that, what what is the timetable for uh, the kids that would be in the minor leagues for their spring training? What, what can we look forward to with baseball on the field? Well, putting aside the, the players on the 40, the minor leaguers who are on the 40-man roster, who, as we talked about last week, are part of the lockout, but the vast majority of the minor leaguers, and here we're talking about uh, Gorman and Walker and Libertor, not Herrera, who is on the 40-man, but Gorman, Walker, Libertor, and the other minor leaguers will report to camp on a normal schedule. And everything I've heard is that there'll be a normal spring training. I don't have the exact dates yet, but it'll probably be around the first, if, if past years are any indication, around the first Monday in March. Uh, that pitchers and catchers will report. The full squad will be in a few days later. They'll have maybe two and a half weeks of games starting around mid-month, running through the end of March. And then uh, opening day for the minor leagues will be Tuesday, April 5th. So uh, we don't know yet about COVID protocols and, and how much, how open the minor league games will be on the on the George Kissel quad in the backfields of Jupiter. But as soon as I get that information, I'll share it with everybody. Sure. Um, in terms of the major league staff, now they could be engaged with the minor league players, right? I mean, they can go down there and work out with these guys and see how they're doing. 
Yeah, well, the good news, yeah, as you said, I mean, the good news is the coaches aren't locked out, right? They're they're part of management. They're part of ownership. So, yeah, they're, you know, I don't know, you know, how many they're going to bring in or if they're going to be there the whole time or whatever because all the minor league coaches are there as well. But, you know, you certainly would like to, if you're Oliver Marmol, you'd certainly like to see Gorman and Walker and Libertor on the field, even if it can't be with the big league camp to watch them, you know, in minor league camp. So I think they'll definitely be, and that's the same for, for Mike Maddox and, and the others as well. So, yeah, I think that, uh, that there'll be some interest in minor league camp because it, it looks like it may be the only game in town for a while. Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair. Basement waterproofing, foundation repair, concrete leveling, egress windows. It's all done with Stratum Structural Systems. Something's broke in your house, they fix it. And it's always done with a five-star review. It's Stratum Structural Systems. Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair. It's Brian, uh, we hear so much, if you follow the CBA, it, it's basically concerning what's happening at the major league level. However, are there any things that are coming out of the CBA or could come out of the CBA that have tentacles that would affect uh, minor league baseball in one way or another? We haven't really seen a lot yet, Dan. I mean, the certainly the question of, you know, the, the issues are about service time, um, about managing service time, about potentially allowing players to get uh, more money earlier on via arbitration or whatever process they may use. So there hasn't been a lot, frankly, and the minor leaguers don't really have any representation at the table. This is between the Major League Players Association and the, uh, you know, and the, and the ownership. So, uh, there are some things that are changing this year in the minor leagues that have been announced over the winter. One of them is a new housing policy. Uh, we saw last year minor league salaries started to increase, and that was a good, you know, good beginning, good trajectory. And now a, a, an announcement that was made during this last offseason was that clubs are now required to provide housing accommodations um, at a reasonable distance from the ballpark. And that means that minor leaguers will have not only – uh, a place to live, but a, fur- a furnished place to live and with utility bills uh, covered by teams. That's a huge, huge deal because it's not only the money, but it's also the the complexity when players get moved up at a moment's notice. Sometimes you can't anticipate. Most of the time, you can't anticipate when openings occur. Someone gets injured and I need a third baseman and the third baseman gets moved up from team level A to level B. He has to pack his bags, move to a new place, find somewhere to live, figure out how to get, you know, either jump in with somebody else or, or find a place to live. And that's all things that take away focus from what they're trying to do, which is to become a better baseball player. So, you know, this is a good move both from the financial side, but also from the, you know, trying to manage the stress of, of being a, a prospect in the minor leagues. Boy, it's uh, it's interesting. A couple of weeks away, we would have major league camp and I guess we have our fingers crossed, but um, what what's your, your feeling? I mean, can you, can you get, if a deal is done and struck in a couple of weeks, uh, you know, can you have a full spring training camp? Can you do that? What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think, well, I think that uh, we're probably five days away or so from being, from missing a full spring training, you know, schedule. And that's assuming that, you know, games could start maybe 10 days after pitcher and catcher's report. I think now more reasonable, now more realistically, we got to look at March one. And if they can somehow get something done in the next four weeks, you could still make opening day. You'd have a couple of weeks to finish up the offseason because, remember, there's a lot of free agents that aren't signed yet. There's a lot of – there's arbitration hasn't occurred for all the – assuming arbitration is going to remain, you know, for, for all the players who are arbitration eligible. All those hearings haven't been held. 
So, you know, some of that could happen during spring training, but guys don't like the, the uh, distraction of, de- you know, dealing with all these money matters while they're trying to get ready to play baseball. So, uh, you know, and opening day, as folks may remember, is March 31st. So, you know, if things can get done this month, then, you know, things will be compressed and they'll be hectic, but you can still make opening day, I think. Rottler Pest Control, the most trusted family-owned pest control company in the region, and they're hiring right now. Rottler is offering a $1,000 signing bonus, $1,000 referral bonus. We know spring is on the horizon and treatments are recommended to start right now. The experts at Rottler stay ahead of the pest before they arrive. Free inspection and $35 off initial service program. Rottler has services for residential or commercial properties. 877 Rottler or Rottler.com. What are you working on at thecardinalnation.com? I know it never stops 365 days a year. Well, the Cardinals have been doing some tuning with their, their their minor league numbers. They haven't announced yet who they've invited to camp, but they know and they've they've contacted guys and are starting to you know line up who's going to be coming to minor league camp. And so some of the players they've determined aren't going to make it, so they've uh, let them go. They signed a new pitcher, uh, Aaron Brooks, who's a a former major league veteran, also had some time in Korea, who could could be a swing man. So we're reporting on that. We're continuing our top prospect rankings. We also have a series with we're writing about the history of labor strife in baseball. And that's a very interesting one. We have a writer who's a former lawyer who knows about these, uh, these types of happenings firsthand. So, you know, lots of information, both about what's happening currently, but also um, some history work as well. I uh, subscribe to the cardinalnation.com. I highly advise it for any Cardinal fan, especially with spring training for the minor leaguers right around the corner. Brian, thanks as always. We will catch you up next Wednesday, my man. Talk to you then.